Hello and welcome to my weekly sermon podcast. My name is David Hansen and I'm the pastor of St. John Lutheran Church of Prairie Hill, a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America located just outside of Brenham, Texas. This week's podcast is actually a sermon about a sermon. On Sunday, February 16, we read together Matthew 5, 21-37, the middle section of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. This text contains a number of what are called the hard sayings of Jesus, teachings about murder and hatred, adultery and divorce, and so much more. Join the conversation with us on Facebook at Facebook slash Prairie Hill, and on Twitter at Rev underscore David. No matter where in the world you are when you listen to this sermon, please know that we are praying for you today. May the broken relationships in your life be restored. Jesus said, You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not murder. And also, whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you, that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, You fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So, when you are bringing your gift to the altar... If you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you're on the way to court with him. Or your accuser may hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said... You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. It is also said, Whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows that you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all. Either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. Isn't that a nice cheery gospel lesson today that we get? Right? I read that gospel lesson and I thought and I thought and I thought to myself and I thought, you know, this is a great Sunday to take a vacation. I didn't plan ahead. Because I'd rather not preach on this text, to be honest. I went and I looked and I spent time and I thought and I thought, you know, there's just no good funny story about this. There's no good cute story that I can tell you to open up this sermon. There's just Jesus' really harsh words. And so we wade through them together, you and I, as we look at what they might mean for our lives. And there's lots that can be said about this middle section of the Sermon on the Mount. I think the one that 
jumps out to me first, and, and the first one that I want to mention, is that this text points out how it is that we read Scripture. Let me take an example. You've heard it said, if you desire a divorce, let, if any man desires a divorce, let, her write, let him write for his wife a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that any man who divorces his wife, except for grounds of unchastity, etc., etc., etc. This is a great text that people like to bring up to the divorced pastor, you might imagine. Right? Because this very literally means that if you divorce for any reason other than unchastity, then, well, you're just in trouble. You're breaking the rules. And so some people want to take that little bit and they want to read it extremely literally. It says what it says. But interestingly, then when I go and I look and I check, they have both of their hands, even though the text also says that if your hand causes you to sin, you ought to cut it off. They somehow don't want to take that part quite as literally. And it also says that if your eye causes you to sin, now I know that never would happen to any of you, but if your eye causes you to sin and look at things you ought not look at, that you ought to pluck it out. And they have both their eyes. And somehow they want to take that bit a little bit less literally. So I think as we look at it, it's helpful to think about how we read the text. And maybe ask for a little bit of consistency and not saying, well, I like this part, so I'm going to read it extremely literally. And I don't like this part, so I'm not going to pay attention to that part. But rather we read the whole text. and We take in the whole text together. So that's the first thing, is that this Sermon on the Mount as a whole is important for how we read Scripture. I'm not going to advise any of you to cut off your hands. I'm not going to advise any of you to pluck out your eyes. And I don't think that that Jesus was either. I know it comes as a shock to you, but sometimes, occasionally, very rarely, preachers exaggerate to make a point. And Jesus was a very good preacher. So there's a little bit of exaggeration going on in here to make Jesus' point. And I think we need to read it and understand it as we see it that way. The second thing I want to point out about this text is really important. You see, we tend to be, you and I, people who like rules. Rules are helpful, right? Rules help us to know that if... If I do these things, I'm in good shape. And if I don't do these things, I'm in good shape. It's helpful to know where those boundaries are in our lives. They help us to make sense of our world. It's okay to go 65 on 50 out there. It's not okay to go 90 out there. And that rule is helpful for us. We like our rules. Our rules also help us to sort the people around us. We want to be around the same sorts of people who follow the same sorts of rules that we like to follow. Right? We want to be with this sort of person and not that sort of people. People who do these sorts of things and not people who do those sorts of things. And the rules help us to sort that out. And we are used to thinking of the Old Testament as being all about rules. Now it's not, but that's often how we think about it. We think about the Old Testament is about rules and the New Testament is about grace. And here we are in the New Testament and Jesus says about these rules, we're going to take it not down a notch, but up a notch. Which is troublesome. We ought to be worried. 
Because have you ever heard the phrase, I'm basically a good person? Have you ever said the phrase, I'm basically a good person? You know what Jesus says? You're a liar. You're either lying to everybody else or to yourself if you think that you're basically a good person, says Jesus. You're lying to yourself and everyone else if you think that you are better than people who break different rules than you break. And let's start with the big one. Murder. I've never murdered anybody. I'm good. I've never broken that rule. No problem. But, says Jesus, if you've insulted anyone, if you have hated anyone, you are guilty of murder. We're in trouble, folks. Yeah? Maybe you're not people that ever hated anybody or ever insulted anybody. I'll say, I'm in trouble. Maybe that doesn't apply to you. I've never committed adultery. But maybe I've looked when I shouldn't look. We're in trouble. Jesus takes it and he bumps it all up a level to say, there is none of us, none of us that can do it on our own. If it is up to us doing the right things and not doing the wrong things, we're in trouble. Because there's only one who has done that. Jesus Christ. And that ain't you and that ain't me. So I can't go around saying how much better I am than the people who break different rules than me because I'm a murderer myself, says Jesus. We're in trouble. If it depends on us obeying the right rules, obeying the right laws, doing the right things, we're in trouble. Which brings me to the last thing about this text that that I think is... Really the whole point. It's not about the rules at all. We make it about the rules because we like rules. But it's not about the rules at all. Because the rules can't save you. The rules can't save you. Only Jesus can. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. What matters is not the rules, but the relationships. And what Jesus is hitting again and again and again and again in the Sermon on the Mount is about the relationships in our lives. Our relationships get torn down and broken as we insult one another to our faces, behind our backs. Our relationships in our lives get broken and torn apart as eyes wander and look at things that we ought not look at. As we think about the divorce passage... What would happen in that time was a man could divorce his wife if, for example, she committed the audacious sin of burning his dinner. And then once she was divorced, she would have no one to provide for her. And so Jesus says, people can't be thrown away for no reason. People can't be thrown away. The relationships matter. That's the point. Not the rule, but the relationship. In fact, the relationship is more important than anything else. Jesus talks about worship. He says, look, all right, so you're coming up for communion. You're coming up for communion, and you realize all of a sudden, you know what? I'm still really mad at Anna. So before, 
I even come to communion. I should come over and, yeah, I know, I'm just picking on you. And say something to Anna and make our relationship right before I even worship. It's important enough to walk out of this door today, right now, and make it right, right now, before you do anything else. We live in a world of broken relationships. Each one of us. Bet you you could count them. I bet you you probably have so many broken relationships in your life that maybe you can't even count them. People you've written off or people who have written you off. People you'd rather not deal with or people who would rather not deal with you. People that you have hurt and people who have hurt you. Jesus says nothing is more important than those relationships. And part of the kingdom of God is about making those things right. Paul talks about how We are carnal, fleshly people when we quarrel and insult and argue as he talks to the Corinthians. And that's not who we're called to be. We can't get there by following the rules. We can get there in Jesus Christ who calls us together into one body, into one communion, into the church, into the body of Christ. To be restored to one another. To have those relationships repaired. To have that brokenness healed. Part of what the gospel means, part of what the coming of Jesus Christ means, is the setting right of those broken relationships in our lives. And this Sermon on the Mount, it's a great tool for beating people up if that's what you want to do. But I think it is much more about healing people and healing those relationships right now. Drawing the people in your life closer to you. Asking for forgiveness where you need it and giving forgiveness where you need it. Because that's what it is for us to be a community. For us to be the church. For us to be people who follow Jesus Christ. It's to be people for whom the relationship is more important than the rules.